taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the dopest church on the planet that is not at the dopest church on the planet, but we're hanging out here in Kenwood, and it is a um, a beautiful day, and then this cloud comes, and it, and it makes it not so sunny, then it goes away, and it gets sunny again, but anyhow, um, do me a favor, give it up to Afkara. Finna be Dr. Andrew Wilkes um, with us today, all the way from Brooklyn, New York, the planet of Brooklyn, as MC Light would say. Um, they are here with us from the Double Love Church, and they're gonna be with us talking a, talking a bit about their new book that they just released called Psalms for Black Lives. So we'll do a book talk, but before we get into that, I'm gonna open us up in prayer. Uh, Grandy is gonna come to us with a couple selections of songs. And then we will go into the book talk, and then we'll jump into some brunch, because I'm hungry. I ain't ate yet. I saved my appetite for this. All right, let's bow in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for giving us a chance to come together. We thank you for uh, all of the sacrifices and all the hard work that went into today. Thank you, Lord, for 14 years. Lord, I thank you for every person that has um, given up their time and their talent and their resources to help make 14 years possible. Lord, we thank you for your hand. We thank you for the guiding of the Holy Spirit to start this thing that we call City Point Community Church. We thank you, God, that you have kept us, that you have maintained us, and that you have allowed us to thrive. Thank you, Lord, for this family and community. I pray that you will bless this day. I pray that new memory, new memories will be made. I pray that new connections will be made. I pray that bonds will be deepened. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will superintend this entire occasion. I thank you. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Grandy's going to come and do her thing. Good morning, City Point. Happy anniversary. Let's give it up. I'm just going to sing two songs and get on out the way. We got our bass player on keys. Y'all give it up for him. <laughs> you ready? What a moment you brought me to such a freedom I have found in you. You're the healer you made all things new, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Reggie for jumping in. Um, Reggie is doing sound. Well, Reggie's the bass player, but he's doing sound today because just because we needed him to, and, he, and he's down to do it. And then he needed to jump in and play keys. And thank you, brother. Thank you for that spirit. Um, real talk. The Church of Jesus Christ, like we are, um, in need of that spirit more. Amen. Amen. Let's, um, we're going to jump into our book talk. Let's welcome at this time uh, pastors Gabby Kujo, Kujo Wilkes and Pastor Andrew Wilkes. Let's welcome them at this time. Shannon's going to come up and read their uh, bios as well. City Point. So I'm here to read the bio of Pastor Gabby Kudjo and Wilkes and Pastor Andrew Wilkes. So Pastor Gabby Kudjo Wilkes and Pastor Andrew Wilkes are the co-founders and co-lead pastors of the Double Lead Experience. Sorry, the spider. <laughs> of the Double Love Experience Church in Brooklyn, New York. They are both ordained Baptist ministers, passionate about love and justice. They bring that work to life via worship, faith-rooted activism, and the arts. In August of 2022, they will release their first book together, Psalms for Black Lives, Reflection for the Work of Liberation for Upper, Roots, Upper Room Books. 
Pastor Gabby is a graduate of Yale Divinity School, where she is the current incoming vice president of the Yale Divinity School Alumni Board. She is also a proud graduate of New York University and Hampton University. She has over 10 years of experience in faith-based media and entertainment as a publicist and brand strategist. Pastor Gabby will graduate with her doctorate of ministry at Duke Divinity School in May 2022. Pastor Andrew has over 10 years of experience at the intersection of public policy and faith. He is the former executive director of the Drum Major Institute in New York City, an institute founded by Martin Luther King Jr. Pastor Andrew is a graduate of the Princeton Theological Seminary, come on, Ivy Leagues, <laughs> Hampton University, and is currently in his fourth year of his PhD in political science at the City University of New York Graduate Center. Before founding their own church, they each served on the pastoral staff of the Greater Allen Cathedral of New York for five years, where Reverend, the, where Reverend Drs. Floyd and Elaine Flake are the pastors. The couple has been featured in the New York Times twice in Essence Magazine online, and Pastor Gabby has been featured in Forbes. Pastor Andrew recently released his first book, Freedom Notes, Reflection on Faith, Justice, and the Possibility of Democracy. Both Pastor Gabby and Pastor Andrew were appointed to New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's, de Blasio's COVID-19 uh, clergy for, task force, and both Pastor Gabby and Pastor Andrew served for a year as the co-conveners of the Eastern Region of the Black Church Pack. They are both founding members of the Black Church Collective in Brooklyn, New York. Let's give it up for Pastor Andrew and Pastor Gabby. So a little update to the bio, um, um, May 2022 has happened and Gabby, Pastor Gabby has graduated and she is now Dr. Gabby, um, who's graduated from Duke Divinity School. So congratulations to you. As if she didn't already have enough degrees, just give me some more, give me some more. Um, so I, I'm excited to jump into this conversation and we're going to talk a little bit about this work that they are doing. Uh, so this. This book, I'm super excited about us diving into it as a congregation. Um, so we are this fall gonna do a community group uh, centered on their book, Psalms for Black Lives. So make sure you grab, grab a copy, get it signed today, support the work that they're doing. Um, but I'm gonna ask them some questions just to kind of dig out some things uh, regarding the book. And then, uh, but we're gonna kick off first with just kind of hearing an excerpt from you guys uh, from the book and then we'll jump off the conversation from there. All right. Hey y'all, hey, thank hey, you for hey. this warm welcome. Before we start, just shout out to Pastor Demetrius and Carla, Demi Carla Davis and just the entire City Point Church family. Um, we, we're just fans of your church. Like literally, we got to know you all by watching you on IG and you know, sending messages to connect. So just happy 14 um, from a church plant in Brooklyn that's about to be three. 14 sounds like amazing. So I think you should clap for yourselves because pretty dope, it's pretty dope, uh, so we're excited to be here. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna, um, as Pastor Demetrius said, we're going to just read a little excerpt from the book um, to kind of get you all into the headspace of, of what the book is about. Um, 
just, you know, spoiler alert, it's a devotional book. So it's, you know, for people who are busy and feel like you can't add another book to your list, um, this is actually meant to be taken in chunks day by day. Um, it's a very easy read. And it's only been out two months, and they're already on the second printing of this book. People are buying it all across the nation. Um, it is our first co-write together. Um, so it's really exciting. And so um, I encourage you, not just because we're the authors, although I would love to not go home with books, so I do want you to buy it for that reason, but also um, just because of the testimonies that have come from it. It's a very user-friendly book, and it centers us. It centers black folks. Um, so with that, we hope that you all enjoy a little excerpt that we're going to read from you all from day one, uh, which is entitled Defiant Confidence. And we'll read a little bit of uh, Psalm 27, and then we'll jump right into the reflection and devotion. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp around me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. And you all know the rest of the psalm, but we're going to jump to our reflection from that psalm. But keep that, yet I will be confident in mind, um, as we read this uh, excerpt from day one entitled Defiant Confidence. It can be a struggle to believe that anything is enough to overcome our fear. It can be a struggle to believe that anything is enough to overcome our fear, even God, our light, and our salvation. But this psalm invites us to wonder what life could look like if fear ceased to dominate. Psalm 27 encourages us to live boldly, courageously, and powerfully. Our faith doesn't remove us from intimidating circumstances, and this psalm acknowledges that reality in the first two verses. Envisioning a terrifying scenario where evildoers assail me to devour my flesh and where war rises up against me. Having faith does not mean avoiding reality, but faith instead addresses intimidating circumstances with defiant confidence in God. After, de after describing a host of imposing realities, the psalmist pushes back in verse three, saying, yet, I will be confident. The defiant confidence of the psalmist is attainable for each of us. To the full extent of your ability, you can push back with God-soaked conviction against opposition in your life. Yes, social distancing can take a toll. Yes, screen fatigue is real. Anybody tired of Zoom meetings? Yes, sheltering long hours at work or even looking for work in the first place can be taxing. But like the psalmist, we can be defiantly confident. God is our shelter and our hiding place. We overcome fear by approaching every situation as an opportunity to lean on God as our light who brings direction, our salvation who brings us safety, and our stronghold who protects us when we are vulnerable. With defiant confidence, we charge you to wait on the Lord today. Be strong and let your heart take courage, for together we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's the excerpt, and then we're gonna read one paragraph of the devotional for day one. He has a mic. <laughs> that's, that's all right, we, we collaborate. Uh, cultivating a justice imagination 
uh, which is a theme that is recurring in the book, requires defiant confidence. Defiant confidence confronts intimidating circumstances and it replaces our fears about what might go wrong with the convictions of what might go right if we take courageous action. Breathe in, then exhale deeply. Y'all wanna do it with us? Breathe in, exhale deeply. As you breathe, ask yourself what defiant confidence means for you. After several breaths, write down one or two sentences about what it would look like for you to walk unapologetically in the knowledge that God is your light and your salvation. So this is this is amazing. Um, I haven't I haven't cracked the book open yet because I've been saving being able to have this moment. Um, I'm thinking about the season that we're walking into right now, right? It's midterm election season. Um, and then it's just America, period. You know what I'm saying? Like we just, we woke up and it's, it's America still. Um, and one of the things that comes up short for me often, like open up, open up my Bible app is there are things that speak the word, but not speaking the word to me and my reality. Um, talk to us a little bit about like why this song, why start off with this song as day one, and what are you hoping that uh, that readers, um, uh, what are the benefits that you hope that they glean out of this being day one? It's a really great question. Um, in 1949, um, a renowned um, mystic preacher, chaplain Howard Thurman wrote a book called Jesus and the Disinherited which had black folks in mind. He raised the question, what does the religion of Jesus have to say to those who stand at a moment in human history with their backs against the wall? We wake up and it's America still. And part of what he's dealing with in the book, he says there's three hounds of hell that track the trail of the disinherited. And the first one that he names is fear. And so defiant confidence helps us to muster the courage, the conviction that when we are living out what God calls us to live, we don't do it in our own strength, but we do it with confidence in ourselves as well as confidence in a God who has confidence in us. Yeah, and, and I would add that uh, we start this devotional off with defining confidence, and the day 30 devo devotional also centers confidence. The reason being is um, it is important for us as Christians to rely upon God, yes, um, but I don't believe that God intends to strip our confidence away in the God that we serve and in how powerful we are because we are God's children. And a lot of times um, in church, uh, we forget to affirm that part of what it means to follow God, what it means to be able to walk into a space with your head held high, what it means to become boldly before the throne of grace, and especially as it relates to black folks, right? In, in a nation that's already um, trying to kind of, you know, uh, pat us on the head and you know whatever achievement we have there's always a caveat right there's always some well they they got it but you know they black so you know there's always this kind of extra explaining that we do these, these other ways um, that we get stripped of our confidence every day um, and so we believe um, that in scripture we see 
um, the importance of being confident in who we are and who God has created us to be. Um, and that does not have to be stripped away for you to follow God appropriately. Um, and so for black folks, it feels important to center that that confidence anyhow, right? One thing that we love about the Psalms is that the Psalms name everything wrong and they say, yet I will be confident, right? So for black people, we don't have to imagine or hallucinate a world where racism and sexism and classism and all the isms are not oppressing us, but yet I will be confident in spite of that, right? Not, not that I have to you know, imagine that this isn't occurring, but even in the midst of that, it's possible, right? And so we, we, we want that to be soaked in people's psyche from day one and preferably by day 30. You know, you, you got a little more energy, you got a little more pep in your step uh, where you know that you're called uh, to do more than just exist. As Maya Angelou would say, I'm, I'm here to do more than just survive, but thrive. Amen. So in that song in particular, because I love what you guys do with this song, there is this piece about wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait. Um, there's a difference between that wait and the active waiting that you guys describe in both this confidence and also this idea that um, we're not waiting in a passive way that God is gonna work it out. Um, talk to us about how you guys make that distinction and why you make that distinction. I mean, I think that sometimes when we have to wait on something, we think that it, it means that it's not for us, or maybe we prayed the wrong prayer, or you know, maybe we got it wrong, or maybe we didn't hear God right. And some stuff just takes time. Right? There, there are some things that God does instantaneously and miraculously, but there's a whole lot of stuff that God does over time, right? Y'all celebrating 14 years. I'm sure there's some things that you might have prayed in year one that you might have not seen till year 10, you know, year 11. So I think that it's important to wait confidently. That like, it may be taking a while, but my confidence is not waning, right? I know that this is going to happen, right? Um, I, I think that it's important to connect the humanity to like how exhausting it can be to wait. Like what, what, what we're professing is not easy to do. It's very easy to get frustrated and to feel like it's not gonna happen and to move on. But those that can kind of hold on to that hope while they wait and that confidence that like, yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. Um, something different happens while you're waiting when you're waiting confidently. Talk to us a little bit about, just in general, like inspiration behind the book. Like I, I joked you guys yesterday, I was trying to figure out how both of y'all were in doctoral programs and then it was like, oh yeah, by the way, we just, uh, here's a book that we just released. Like, wh like where did you find the time? Which has nothing to do with our doctoral research. Like yeah, what? <laughs> like that one was just crazy. But then talk to us about the inspiration behind it. Like what, in the midst of, all of life, right, of being church planters and being married folk and living in New York during a pandemic and being in doctoral programs. Like, what was the inspiration that pushed, pushed you guys that said, like, this makes sense, this is something that we need to do? Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, I think a part of the inspiration is just really loving the Psalms as just this, historic, um, you know, hymn book, uh, the poetry of Israel that has meant so much to, to our people. Uh, and, and the Psalms in particular, I think we found a lot of inspiration because they're one of the clearest places in scripture that connect spiritual renewal to social justice. 
on, on the one hand, you see Psalm 50, 150. Uh, Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. But then we also see Psalm 106 talking about how the Lord works justice for those who are oppressed. And so when we look at the psalm, we see that we don't have to choose between petitions to God and protests. We don't have to choose between lament as grieving what's happened in our lives that we bring to God and lament as a political skill where we name the things that have gone wrong and we talk through our discontent and that helps us in naming the problem to get a little bit closer to the solution. And so the psalms are a really great place for spiritual formation and movement formation. And we wanted to offer a gift to our people because so often, um, Y'all bear with me. The devotionals that are created for the church universal don't always have black folks lived experiences and realities in mind. And so, you know, bless the Lord for most for his highest. You know, that, that's been a blessing. Bless the Lord for streams in the desert and whatever else uh, our white evangelical siblings may make. But our conditions are an afterthought often, right? And so we know that God has us at the forefront of God's mind. So we wanted a resource that could really speak to our people in a, in a gut level way. Yeah, I mean, we wrote this, um, so, so we're based in New York, uh, which in March of 2020 was the epicenter of the pandemic, COVID-19. Um, and the pandemic was uh, rapidly killing black and brown folks faster. Um, we began to start to uncover people who had comorbidities, people who had pre-existing conditions, um, were just dying at rapid rates. And we're literally doing funerals for folks who were completely healthy two weeks prior and have died to COVID. Anybody living in New York in that time knows people who died from COVID, um, where literally bodies are piling up, no exaggeration, in funeral homes because there's just no space. Like we just, we haven't seen this. And so it's in the midst of pastoring in those conditions and seeing how even with the global pandemic, Tom Hanks gets COVID and he's good two weeks later, my neighbor down the street just died. Even in a global pandemic that's supposed to be this equalizing thing that everybody's experiencing, it's not an equalizing thing. The, the essential workers, the folks who work uh, you know, in these jobs that the city has decided are essential for us to get what we need, but take no consideration for the care and the safety they need to actually live when they gotta go to work, right? Like, like we were in, New York was in such a, a, a state of, of, of crisis and we served on Mayor de Blasio's task force, a 40 person task force. We're sitting there with other clergy like trying to figure this thing out. And, and, and literally we were in such crisis that every day at seven o'clock PM, New Yorkers would go outside and clap for nurses and doctors and bus drivers and grocery store workers. We would literally clap for essential workers um, for about three months straight. That's how bad it was. And you know, New Yorkers normally are not concerned with <laughs> other folks. So I just, I need y'all to testimony that we would actually clap for other people. That's how much we were in dire straits. And even with that, blacks, black folks were still getting the harder end of the stick. So we write this because we had to encourage our own folks, we had to encourage ourselves, right? It's like, well, God, I mean, clearly I, we need something for black people because even in the midst of what's an equalizing thing, it ain't equal. So what do we do with that? Um, so really it's one of those things where we, you know, we wrote it because we needed it for those that we served, we needed it for ourselves. Um, and then, you know, I think it's the Holy Spirit thing of like, you know what, um, this might be bigger than us. Uh, let's see if we can get this into a larger audience. I love it. I love it. Amen. So last thing is just, just tell us about the title, um, Songs for Black Lives, Reflections for the Work of Liberation. 
And we'll close with yeah. that. Or any final final things that you want to mention? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so obviously for Black Lives, uh, I got to tell a funny story. I hope they're not streaming, but if they are, hey y'all. So our publisher um, is not a black publisher. Also, shout out. So they told us the other day that our book is selling the best out of like three years of their titles, and most of their authors are not black. Um, so that was cool because you know we did this very intentionally black resource. Y'all know how it is. So, you know they, uh, you know they the, the sales meetings probably had different projections, and you know the marketing was different. Okay, all right. So anyway, so <laughs> going to the title. Um, when we were in our meeting after we had named the book and we were going through the cover and all that, and somebody on the team was like, you know. For Black Lives really reminds me of the Black Lives Matter movement. And we're like, yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> so it's, it's a very intentional, for Black Lives, it's a very intentional clarion cause of the movement for Black Lives. It's a very intentional clarion cause of the past decade of activism. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's an intentional um, sitting in that lineage of work um, and activism. And so the For Black Lives piece was critical for us um, because we wanted to make sure uh, that people knew who this resource was for. Um, and so that, the Four Black Lives piece, that's, that's the story there. Um, but in terms of the reflection for the work of liberation, um, there is some actual actionable things in the back of this book after the devotional um, that I would love for you to speak to. And that's where that, for the work of liberation comes from. Yeah, um, well, it's just a joy to be with y'all in this beautiful day in Chicago. Can we just give it up for, for yourself? Um, the, the Four Black Lives is, is, is a direct, um, a homage to the movement for black lives, but, but also a recognition that the movement for black lives itself is indebted to movement that have come before. Uh, black arts movement, the black power movement. All right, uh, for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good to go now. Uh, the black. Uh, Lives Matter movements indebted to movements that have, have come before it, the black arts movement, the black power movement, black theology in a, in a Christian context and womanist theology. And so very much rooting the songs in the cultural context and the religious productions of our people is one part of it. Uh, but the, the part at the end that Pastor Gabby was talking about really is an attempt to lift up some of the activities of liberation. So often we talk about um, freedom dreams and what it means to get free, but we don't always get into the response to the what do I do question, right, to help us get free. And so uh, there's aspects uh, in the community and congregational guide that uh, I know this, this, is, this is old hat to City Point, but for those who have never heard these sort of things before, a part of what we're trying to introduce is talking about the importance of direct service, of community development work, of direct action and protest, policy advocacy, uh, and then the one that we tend to emphasize in particular is regional planning, uh, because we can have a say in determining what waste equity looks like in our communities, where the parks go in our communities, what it looks like to determine where the Alfred's Towers are gonna go and to get involved in uh, justice um, in an a priori sense, so that we're not intervening in emergencies, but we're stopping the disaster, we're stopping the tragedy from happening place. And so getting involved in the planning and the zoning and the siting is a part of how we do that long-term sustainable work of preventative justice. So that's a part of the tailing. Can I hop in? I have one thing. Did you say comments too? Okay. So one of our favorite couples just walked in 
and we know y'all are celebrating your anniversary. They are celebrating their nine year anniversary. They came to Chicago for their anniversary weekend. So can y'all just tell them happy anniversary for us? Happy anniversary. It's anniversary things going on. All right, that's it. That's dope, that's dope. Um, so City Point, last thing is certainly a connection between our Christ Center Career series that we're currently in, as we've talked about, as it relates to uh, what it looks like to serve God. There are ways that we can, in our day-to-day -day work, um, advance God's principles of bringing peace, justice, love, equity, those things through our day-to-day -day work. That takes courageous confidence. That takes sometimes speaking up in meetings that we would rather just be, a, be able to fade into the background in. Where do we get that courage, that confidence to go in day to day to do whatever that work looks like? I think that this is a phenomenal devotional to, um, that, that is, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like holy trap music to get you amped up and ready to go in the morning. So, um, so uh, make sure you pick up a copy. They brought 40 with them. Um, I want them to take none home. So you guys help me do that today. Um, they are 20 bucks, right? Books are 20 bucks. Sure, go ahead. And one thing I forgot to also say, Psalms is also very intentional. I, I left out the obvious. Um, but this is intentionally a devotional that centers Jesus and justice. Um, because sometimes things that center justice forget to center biblical texts. And so... Every, it's not just called Songs for Black Lives. Every day is an actual song um, in its entirety. And then we do the work of, of how we make sense. So I just want to offer that too. It's all, it is very much a biblically rooted resource. Awesome. So you guys are going to be signing books, right? Yep. Brought 40. We're going to make sure you don't leave with any. And they are 20 bucks. And how can we, how can we pay? Uh, you all can pay uh, by cash, but... A few people carry that, so that's all right. Uh, we have a QR code over there for our cash app. And if you need to do Zelle, emphasis on need, uh, we can work that out. Um, but uh, uh, preferably cash app or cash. All right. Cool beans. Y'all give it up for our guest pastors, Andrew and Gabby. And uh, yeah, and so we're going to let them get in, get in place. You can leave your microphones on the stools. I'll let you guys get in place. Um, guys, go ahead and grab your books. We're also going to transition over into our brunch portion of our program. Terrence is going to bless us on the ones and twos, spinning music. I'll close us out. Actually, I'm going to pray. We'll pray over the food at the table. How about that? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're going to do this special thing real quick. Is this for the gram? It's for the gram, for the gram and for later on stuff. So we're also the first stop on their book tour. Chicago is the first stop on their book tour. And so the moment they said, you know, we're trying to do, kick off our book tour, think about some cities we want to go to, I hit them right away in the comments like, Chicago, y'all got to come to City Point. So, so here we are. We are first, the first leg of the tour. And so you want us to say, Songs for Black Lives right. in Chicago. Right. right, so here's here's what I need. I need somebody who's willing to take my phone and, and record this in the back. Can somebody do that for me? And then I need y'all. Shayla's, Shayla's got it. Shayla's got it. Thank somebody you, Somebody said Jenny know how to get the angles. So okay, can you do a video? Okay, can y'all indulge me? Because we're excited. Can y'all indulge me? Okay, can y'all stand up? Everybody stand up. 
and, and face Shayla. Just, just turn and face her. Just record, and, and I'm gonna I'm tell them what to say. Okay, so you can record from there, and then sis, if you can pan for me. Okay, you got, boom, I know, this is City Point. This is City Point, but I want you to get the people, so maybe pan from back there. You gonna start, I knew you knew what you were doing, I knew that, I knew that, okay. So all I need y'all to say is songs for Black Lives Chicago, and it makes some energy. Every city we go to, we're gonna say this, and then at the end of the tour, we're gonna put all the cities together, okay? So all y'all gotta do is, Songs for Black Lives Chicago, woo, okay. But act like you're happy, you know, like, don't, don't, don't give me that stank woo, like she made us do this. Act like y'all wanna do it, that would be wonderful. And, um, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna count us off, and we're gonna go, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Okay. One, two, three. Songs for Black Lives Chicago!